Welcome to the Wooist Podcast, the number one place to become a superhuman charmer. I wanted to kind of go back to the topic of dating women outside your race. Because I feel that a lot of men who want to date women outside their race, I notice that they have so a lot of thinking about it. Like they, they see that they're, they have a disadvantage to dating specific women. For you, what was something that you felt like you had a disadvantage of? Yeah, I would say it probably would be I'm not super tall. And I just felt, I just felt being Asian was a disadvantage in and of itself. But I also sure. felt like our, one thing I want to touch upon is kind of the conservative Asian culture. Um, for a lot of, I think 1.5 or second generation Asian males in the U.S., you know, like we did kind of grow up with the best of both worlds in the sense of like, you know, we have the Asian values and we also have the American values, but that actually may cause conflict. And for a long time, I thought the whole thing about, you know, being good with my family or caring about family and taking care of family and being, let's say, a good boyfriend or chivalrous was a weakness because, you know, I was out there, I was meeting girls who were, um, to put it simply, in the party phase of their life. But, you know, I, I was reading a book called The 50th Law, and it's by, I think, Robert Greene who wrote cool. And he wrote it with 50 cents story in mind. And, you know, when I first, when someone recommended to me, and I'm getting off topic right now, I thought it was kind of like, it's probably like a shitty book. But there was a chapter where it says, turn shit into sugar. <laughs> what that means is literally, you want to take your perceived disadvantages and turn them into advantages. And in the case of being Asian, you know, we have different stereotypes and some stereotypes like, okay, it's overall like, like small dick is not pretty attractive to a lot of women, right? But like the whole thing about, oh, I feel like I'm too conservative or like, you know, I care too much about family and I value family. The weird thing is when I started to really own that and be okay with it, I don't know how, I, there's got to be some sort of universe law behind this. But I started meeting a lot of non-Asian women who really dug that aspect of Asian culture, you know, before I used to think caring about family is a bad thing. But then a lot of women said like, you know what I love about Asian men is one, your skin is really smooth. That's what they told me. (laughs) (laughs) And they also said like, two, you guys are good boyfriends and you care about family a lot. And for, and this is very anecdotal, but for a lot of Latina women, especially Mm -hmm. Like they care a lot about family and family is very important about them. So it's a case where I thought something where something I thought was a disadvantage actually was advantage. I think mm-hmm. it goes into like just being able to own that and really be like, yeah, this is part of who I am. And these are the values and being proud of, you know, your race and your cultural value. I don't mean like in a supremacist way, but it's just like being proud of your cultural values. Naturally, I think once you start to focus on that and turning it into a position of strength, the women that are attracted to that will start to appear in your life. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and and that's awesome. I, I think uh, I think like you you mentioned <laughs> in the beginning that I think I actually saw being Asian as a perceived disadvantage as well because you never you never see and especially even in movies or, or or whatnot like a a lead Asian man who is a lead role. You know, they're usually kind of like goofy or they're kind they they play kung fu masters in in different roles. But they, ne- but they never play that lead role, especially in an American film, right? Yeah. So, so, like, you never saw, like, or uh, you never would hear that, you know, Asian men 
are are attractive, but you, but you always hear that Asian men are smart or they look like their family, or you hear other things about Asian men instead, right? So I always thought that was really interesting. It was all, almost like a, a disadvantage a little bit from the beginning of being Asian, and that that was always really interesting to me that that other Asian men also struggled with this because you know the, I, their identity was not in being attractive, but their identity was was somewhere else. Yeah, and that's a really good point because, and I have two thoughts from this. One of my friends, he's an Asian guy. He actually ran into that guy from Harold and Kumar. I think his name is is it John Cho or David Cho? Oh yeah, yeah. And so my friend was a little bit drunk, saying, you know, sometimes when you see like a celebrity, you're like, oh shit, like I want to talk to them and like meet them and see what they're about, right? Yeah. You talk to God, what's his name? I think it's John. I still think it's John Cho. I'm not sure. Anyways, he talked to, I'm looking up right now. Yeah, John Cho. And he said like, hey, you know, they were talking about dating and event. he was like, how do you get around the fact that you're Asian or like has it been an issue when you're dating, right? And then John said something along the lines of, it actually may have crossed my mind in the past, but what really shifted is when I just realized I was a man and that women were attracted to men, right? And I stopped identifying mm. as an Asian man with these perceived limitations. Mm. And to also add on to the point of turning that shit into sugar or turning your disadvantages into advantages, I would say actually there's this theme of contrast too. I've experienced cases where I've literally been the first Asian guy that ever approached a girl, specifically in Scottsdale. Arizona. And a lot of times it's like this contrast of they have these negative stereotypes of you, or they have this, these stereotypes of like, Oh, the uh, Asian guy's not attractive. But if you are acting in spite of those stereotypes and you show that you're confident, you show that you're funny, you show that you can give them a good time, right? That actually maybe even heightens their attraction for you because it's very akin to, let's say you have a shitty, experience with a company and their product but they go like above and beyond the customer service to try to make it right for you right they've i remember in college i learned that actually makes people rate a company higher in terms of satisfaction when something goes awry and the company goes above and beyond in terms of like trying to fix it right and tying back to the point of contrast is like if you're an asian guy who's edgy attractive and confident right the fact that they had this preconception of who you are and you're exactly not that that actually makes, I guess, the attraction and attraction a lot more intense because there's like, holy shit, this person is not who I thought they were. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I feel like all of us, we, we get boxed in, no, no matter who you are, you're going to get boxed into whatever stereotype or whatever image that you have. And we all, we all fall into this where we, whenever we look at someone, we're like, okay, this person is probably like this. And, and I do it. And, and I, you know, I, I know I do this still. And then sometimes when I meet people that are outside of that image or that box that I put in around them, it's like, oh, wow. I'm, it's so delightful to know that I was completely wrong and that this is how it actually is. It's actually really exciting to me every time when I think of, oh, wow. You know, in fact, I was pretty dead wrong about what, what I thought I knew about you when I knew nothing really about you at all. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a fun discovery process, I would say. And I, I really like the fact that, you know, when I did talk to these women and approach them and they're like, wow, you're so confident and funny. And I've never been attracted to the Asian guy. It's kind of, it's a great feeling because like 
on one end, yeah, it's an ego boost. I'll admit that. I'm not going to just say like it's all, you know, this wonderful spiritual thing. But it also shows the other person that, you know, you're kind of letting them discover more about who you are, but also you're kind of shattering these stereotypes of what they may have. And in a sense, you're almost educating them or just introducing a different worldview to them of what's possible. So it's always a pleasant thing to be in that experience. Yeah. And adding to that, I'll say that when you give them a really good experience and all of a sudden, a lot of times they'll be like, you know what? I think I like Asian men now. <laughs> or like, <laughs> you know what? It's like, you know what? I kind of like shorter men or, or what they th- thought they used to like all of a sudden, because they had that new experience, you've actually opened them up to other new experiences as well. And, and you open up possibilities for other people. And, and I think that is so darn cool when you can give someone an, an amazing experience, when you like shatter their belief about what they, what they used to believe. Definitely, definitely. It's kind of nice to be part of that. And actually kind of reminds me, uh, just some tips I want to give to Asian guys that are looking to date outside of their race. Um, and Pat, I'm sure you know these tips as well. Like a telltale sign a non-Asian woman is interested in dating Asian men or whatever race you are, is if they grew up around your race, for example, if a white girl grew around, grew up around a lot of Asian guys and Asian people, usually they're a lot more open to it just to, due to the fact that they're, they were exposed to it. And another thing is if you see her in the club and all her friends are Asian, then that's a pretty good sign. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, and this is just common sense. If she had an ex-boyfriend that is Asian or your race, whatever it may be, I got to say, he paved the way for you, man. So, (laughs) (laughs) Jerry, that's funny when you brought up those points. I was like, I I noticed all those ones. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very fantastic. Well, cool. Well, well, Jeremy, do you have, um, thank you so much for, for giving everything you've given us so far. Is there anything that you would like to leave off for my listeners? Sure. Yeah. I would just say in terms of words of advice is no matter what, what matters is not necessarily how you feel, but that you act in spite of your fear and insecurities and you take action. Uh, it's very cliche, but taking action will give you the experiences you need to truly start believing in yourself and having confidence. And in terms of how you guys can reach out to me or just connect with my writings and whatnot, my website is mensconfidencecoach.com. Once again, that's mensconfidencecoach.com. And I would be happy to connect with you all over there as well. Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jeremy. And I'm sure that a lot of my listeners got a lot out of it. And I hope you have a, a wonderful day today. You too, Pat. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Cool. Well, sounds great, Jeremy. Thank you for the, the, the talk today. It was um, pretty fun and interesting. For sure, man. It's really great. Thank you so much for bringing yeah. me on. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. And, and I also uh, know that you work on websites, is that correct? Or you correct. work on websites? For sure. I, was, I have a background in the tech industry. So, uh, Do you do like front-end developing, back-end developing? I don't do so much development, but I can oh. set up like basic websites. Okay. Want more of Patrick Wu? Then get your free gifts at wooist.com forward slash free podcast. Thanks for being super.